0: Welcome back everybody, this is your boy Lo Jackson, this is the only you podcast, where I talk about books and I share books that I found online, and I was doing books that were costing money and I decided to do books that didn't cost money, that were like a 100 years old or so, because I found these books to be so much more informational than books that I had been reading, and... There were some really great thinkers back then when there wasn't so much mind control and like technology and so many different systems where we're always busy with, you know, work and uh, never being able to learn new things. But today I want to share a book with you guys that I found that I thought was really awesome and it's called Your Invisible Power. And Your Invisible Power was written by Genevieve Brand, which she was born in 1881 in Paris, France, on and she had the unfortunate death in 1960 in the United States. She was a French-born author and teacher of millennial science, a new thought this, uh, disciple taught by Thomas Troward, which... Thomas Troward was actually a mystic uh, Christian, and mystic is actually mysticism, and uh, it's popularly known as becoming one with God or the absolute, but may refer to any kind of ecstasy or altered state of consciousness which is given a religious or spiritual meaning. And I know people out there now that actually um, are practicing Christianity like this. And, well, now that, you know, you're seeing more of the psychotropic medications um, becoming legal, like psicosyllabous mushrooms. Um, Yeah, in California, I think psicosyllabous mushrooms became legal. Um, It was explained to me like this. So, over time, your brain actually creates grooves where it wears down from, like, you know, sadness, sorrow, anger. You know, I've, I've actually seen or heard a doctor say that when you get angry, your two sides, your left and your right sides of your brain rub together. And it causes friction. And it's not good. And that's why it's not good to get, um, you know, mad. But when you take psicosyllabous mushrooms because it's a psychotropic medication you hallucinate or you can hallucinate um it's like taking a shovel full of snow and packing those grooves with the mushroom and there's scientists out there that think that you know human beings actually came from mycelia which is mushrooms um I don't believe that I'm a Christian but um Thank you for listening to the Only You Podcast. And I'm talking about Genevieve Brand. Excuse me, Genevieve Brand. Um, She is a French author and New Thought Disciple. And she was taught by Thomas Trower. And I got off course there. Sorry, everybody. There is little known about her early life, except that one of her parents was Scottish. After her husband died, she traveled extensively. She studied Christian science and met its founder mary baker eddie but ultimately left the faith she met abdul baha whose father had found baha faith and he told her that she would travel the world overseeing the truth and when she had found it would speak of it she later wrote in her book your invisible power that she found a book of thomas troward's lectures Inspired by this, she wanted to study with Troward, but lacked the money to travel to Cornwall, England, where he lived, as she was then living in New York. So, every night and morning, she visualized counting out $20,000 bills, buying her ticket to London, traveling on a ship, and being accepted as Troward's pupil. Now, if that isn't um, the power right there of, like, Seeing it, doing it, feeling it, and it becoming real. I mean, you read and see so many different people saying this. And this is a long time ago. She also constantly affirmed to herself, My mind is a center of divine operations. Then, to quote her in Your Invisible invisible Power, which I'm going to now share with you. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, chapter 1, Order of Visualization. The exercise of the visual of visualizing faculty keeps your mind in order and attracts to you the things you need to make life more enjoyable in an orderly way. If you train yourself in practice of deliberately picturing your desire and carefully examining it, examining it, you will soon find your thought and desires come and proceed in more orderly procession than ever before. I want to pause right here for a second and share something with you guys. Uh, a guy named uh, Edgar Casey actually used to fall asleep. And I believe at one time he fell asleep and he they put like eight books under his head. Anytime he put a book under his head, he would wake up and remember it. And once he was, yeah, he fell asleep and he slept on eight books one time and he came out of it. And he actually helped someone do like brain surgery, I think, or something like that. But he explained it like this that when he falls asleep he walks into different um, rooms of his mind and and like everything's fast forward in those rooms and that's how he read through the book so fast during you know, like 15 minutes sleep. I thought that was pretty wild. So anyways, back to uh, your invisible power. Having reached a state of ordered mental mentally, you are no longer in a constant state of mental hurry hurrious fear and consequently destructive in other words when your understanding grasps the power to visualize your heart's desire and hold it with your will it attracts to you all things requisite to the fulfillment of that picture by the harmonious vibrations of the law of attraction you realize that since order is heaven's first law and visualization places things in their natural element then it must be a heaven heavenly thing to visualize amen to that because it is everyone visualizes whether they know it or not visualizing is the great secret of success the con- the conscious use of this great power attracts to you greatly multiplied resources intensifies your wisdom and enables you to to make use of advantages which you formerly failed to recognize. We now fly through the air, not because anyone has been able to change the laws of attraction, but because the inventor of the flying machine learned how to apply nature's laws, and by making orderly use of them, produce the desired result so far as natural resources excuse me so far as natural forces are concerned nothing has changed since the beginning there were no airplanes in the year one because those of that generation could not conceive the idea as a practical working possibility it has not yet been done was the argument, and it cannot be done. Yet the laws and materials of practical flying machines existed then as now. And that's the truth. Troward tells us that the great lesson he learned from the airplane and wireless telegraphy is the triumph of principle over precedent. And the working of an idea to its logical conclusion in spite of accumulated testimony of all past experience with such an example before you can you not realize that still greater secrets may be disclosed also that you hold the key within yourself with which to unlock the secret chamber that contains your heart's desire all that is necessary in order that you may use this key and make your life exactly what you wish It to be is a carefully inquired into the unseen causes which stand back to every external and visible condition. Then bring these unseen causes into harmony with your conception, and you will find that you can make practical working realities of possibilities which at present seem but fantastic dreams. We all know the balloon was the forefather of the airplane. In 1766, Henry Cavendish, an English nobleman, proved that hydrogen gas was seven times lighter than atmospheric air. From this discovery, the balloon came into existence. And from the ordinary balloon, people started inhaling it and talking silly. I'm just kidding, I made that part up. (laughs) A cigar-shaped airship was evolved. Study of aeronautics... And the laws of aerial locomotion of birds and projectiles led to that certain belief that mechanism could be evolved by which heavier than air machines could be made to travel from place to place and remain in the air by the maintenance of great speed which would overcome by propulsive force the ordinary law of gravitation. Professor Langley of Washington who developed much of the theory which others afterward improved was subjected to much derision when he sent a model airplane up only to have it bury its nose in the muddy water of the Potomac. But the Wright brothers who experimented in the latter part of the 19th century realized the possibility of traveling through the air in a machine that had no gas bag. They saw themselves enjoying the mode of transportation with great facility. It is said that one of the brothers would tell the other when their varied experiments did not turn out as they expected. That's alright brother, I can see myself riding in that machine and it's traveling easily and steadily. Those Wright brothers knew that they wanted what they wanted and kept their pictures constantly before them. Interesting. I never heard that story. Did you guys? Kind of cool, right? That's why I wanted to share this with you. Like there's a lot of great information in here. She did a great job in visualizing or making a mental picture, you are not endeavoring to change the laws of nature, you are fulfilling them. Your object in visualizing is to bring things into regular order both mentally and physically when you realize that this method of employing the creative power brings your desires one after another into practical material accomplishment your confidence and the mysterious but unfailing law of attraction which has its central power station and the very heart of your word picture becomes supreme nothing can shake it you never feel that it is necessary to take anything from anybody else you have learned that asking and seeking have receipt have receiving and finding as their counterparts you know that all you have to do is to start the plastic sub st- excuse me substance of the universe flowing into the thought molds of picture desire provides. Chapter 2. How to Attract to Yourself the Things You Desire The power within you which enables you to form a thought picture is the starting point of all there is. In its original state, it is the undifferentiating, formless substance of life. Your thought picture forms the mold, so to speak, to which this formless substance takes shape. Visualizing or mentally seeing things and conditions as you wish them to be is the condensing the specializing power in you that might be illustrated by the lens of a magic lantern. The magic lantern is one of the best symbols of this imagery It illustrates the working of the creative spirit on the plane of the initiative and selection or in its concentrated specializing form in a remarkably clear manner. The picture slide illustrates your own mental picture and visible in the lantern of your mind until you turn on the light of your will. That is to say... You light up your desire with absolute faith that the creative spirit of life in you is doing the work. By the steady flow of light of the will on the spirit, your desired picture is projected upon the screen of the physical world and attract reproduction of the pictured slide in your mind. Visualizing without a will sufficiently steady to inhibit every thought and feeling contrary to your picture would as useless as magic lantern without the light on the other hand if your will is sufficiently developed to hold your picture and thought and feeling without any ifs simply realizing that your thought is the great attracting power then your mental picture is as certain to be projected upon the screen of your physical world as any picture slide put and to the best magic lantern ever made. Try projecting the picture in a magic lantern with a light that is constantly shifting from one side to the other. And you will have the effect of an uncertain will. Wow. Is that not wild? That's what we all do. And that's why we can't attract what we want is because we're always shifting and shifting. Because that's what I feel everything that's going on in the world I feel like, like that's what's kind of going on. It is as necessary that you should always stand back of your picture with a strong steady will as it is to have a strong steady light back of a picture slide. The joyous assurance with which you make your picture is the very powerful magnet of faith and nothing can Obliterate it. You are happier than you ever were because you have learned to know where your source of supply is. And you rely upon it, never failing response to your given direction. When all said and done, happiness is the one thing which every human being wants. And the study of of visualization enables you to get more out of life than you ever enjoyed before. Increasing possibilities keep opening up more and more before you. A businessman once told me that since practicing visualization and forming the habit of devoting a few minutes each day to thinking about his work as he desired it to be in a large, broad way, his business had more than doubled in six months. His method was to go into a room every morning before breakfast and take a mental inventory of his business as he had left it in the evening before and then enlarge upon it. He goes into his war war room, you guys. We all need one of those. Let it be a closet. Just turn away from the world and go in there alone. He said he expanded and expanded in this way until his... Affairs were in remarkably successful condition. I wonder how many rich and famous people do that every single day, just enter that room and let everything go. And that's why they call it a war room. got to get in there and get it out of you. Go to battle. He would see himself in his office doing everything that he wanted done. His occupation required him to meet many strangers every day. Thank you guys for listening to the Only You podcast. It's your boy Lo Jackson and I'm reading to you right now your invisible power. He would see himself in his office doing everything that he wanted done. His occupation required him to meet many strangers every day. In his mental picture, he saw himself meeting these people, understanding their needs and supplying them in just the way they wished. This habit, he said, had straightened and steadied his will in an almost inconceivable manner. Furthermore, by thus mentally seeing things as he wished them to be, he had acquired the confident feeling that a certain creative power was exercising itself for him and through him for the power of improving his little world. I wonder if that's what Nikolai Tesla did when he created the alternating current. Or when he stepped into the alternating current at the Chicago World's Fair in front of thousands of people for the first time ever and he lived. because He did that too because Thomas Edison was traveling, traveling the country and shocking livestock to death and saying that's what, what was going to happen if people believed in AC current and not DC current. Alternating current against direct current. When you first begin to visualize seriously, you may feel as many others do that someone else may be forming the same picture you are and that naturally would not suit your purpose. Do not give yourself any unnecessary concern about this. Simply try to realize that your picture is an orderly exercise of the universe's creative power specially applied. Then you may be sure that no one can work in opposition to you. The universal law of harmony prevents this. Endeavor to bear in mind that your mental picture is universal mind, exercising its inherent powers of initiative and selection specifically. God or universal mind made man for the special purpose of differentiating himself through him everything that is came into existence in the same way by this self-same law of self-differentiation and for the same purpose first the idea the mental picture or the prototype of the thing which is the thing itself in itself and sufficiently or plastic form the great architect of the universe contemplated himself as manifesting through his popular opposite manner. And the idea expect, oh, excuse me, expanded and projected itself into until we have a world of many worlds. Many people ask, but why should we have a physical world at all? The answer is because it is the... Excuse me. The answer is because... It is the nature of originating substance to solidify under directivity rather than activity, just as it is the nature of wax to harden when it becomes cold, or plaster of Paris to become firm and solid when exposed to air. Your picture in this same divine substance In its fluent state, taking shape through the same individualized center of divine operation, your mind, and there is no power to prevent this combination of spiritual substance from forming or becoming physical form. It is the nature of spirit to complete its work, and an idea is not complete until it has made for itself a vehicle. That's why they say, like... When, you, when you're thinking about doing something and you enter the room where it is, you instantly forget because you enter that room. Nothing can prevent your picture from coming into concrete form except the same power that gave it birth yourself. Suppose you wish to have a more orderly room. You look about your room. And the idea of order suggests boxes, closets, shelves, hooks, and so forth. The box, the closet, the hooks, all are concrete ideas of order. Vehicles through which order and harmony suggest themselves. Chapter 3. Relation between mental and physical form. Again, thank you guys for listening to the Only You Podcast. This is your boy Lo Jackson. Today I'm reading to you. Uh, Your Invisible Power by Genevieve Brand, she's a French writer, some persons feel that it is not quite proper to visualize for things. It's too material, they say, but material form is necessary for the life, excuse me, for the self-recognition of spirit from the individual standpoint, and this is the means through which The creative process is carried forward. Therefore, far from matter being an illusion and something that ought not to be, as some metaphysical teachers have taught, matter is the necessary channels for the self-differentiating of spirit. However, it is not my desire to lead you into lengthy or tiresome scientific reasoning in order to remove the mystery of visualization and to put it upon a logical foundation. Naturally, each individual will do this in his own time. My own wish is to point out to you the smoothest way I know which is the road on which Troward guides me. I feel sure you will conclude, as I have, the only mystery in connection with visualizing is the mystery of life taking form governed by unchangeable and easily understand, understood laws. We all possess more power and greater possibilities than we realize. And visualizing is one of the greatest of these powers. It brings other possibilities to our observation, when we pause to think for a moment, we realize that a cosmos to exist at all, excuse me, let me reread that, when we pause to think for a moment, we we realize that for a cosmos to exist at all, it must be the outcome of a cosmic mind which binds all individual minds to a certain generic unities of action, thereby producing all things as realities and nothing as illusions. If you will take this thought of troll words and meditate upon it without prejudice, you will surely realize that concrete material form is an absolutely necessarily of the creative Process Also, that matter is not an illusion, but a necessary channel through which life differentiates itself. If you consider matter in its right order as the popular opposite to spirit, you will not find any antagonism between them. On the contrary, together they constitute one harmonious whole and when you realize this you feel in your practice of visualizing that you are working from cause to effect from beginning to finish in reality your mental picture is the specialized working of the excuse me of the originating spirit One could talk for hours on purely scientific lines showing, as Troward says, the raw material for the formation of the solar systems is universally distributed throughout all space. Yet, investigation shows that while the heavens are studied with millions of suns, there are spaces that show no sign of cosmic activity. This being true, there must be something which started cosmic activity in certain places while passing over others in which the raw material was equally available. At first thought, one might attribute the development of cosmic energy to the etheric particles themselves. And like ether, you guys, is like, um, it's like an energy source, but it's like in the air, the ether. I've talked about it in my past uh, podcast too. Upon investigation, however, we find this to be mathematically impossible in a medium which is equally distributed throughout space for all its particles are in equilibrium. Therefore, no one particle possesses in itself a greater power of organizing motion than the other. Thus, we find that the initial movement through working in and through the particles of primary substance is not the particles themselves it is this something we mean excuse me it is this something we mean when we speak of spirit the same power that brought universal substance into existence will bring your individuality thought or mental picture into physical form there is no difference of kind in the power the only difference is a difference of scale the power and substance themselves are the same only in working out your mental picture has transferred its creative energy from the universal to the scale of the particular and is working in the same Unfeeling manner from its specific center, your mind. Chapter 4 Operation of Your Mental Picture. Thank you guys for listening to the Only You podcast. It's your boy Low Jackson. Today I'm doing Your Invisible Power by Genevieve Brehend. The operation of a large telephone system may be used as a simile. The main or head central sub divides itself into many branches centrals every band excuse me every branch being in direct connection with its source and each individual branch recognizing the source of its existence reports all things to its center head therefore when assistance of any nature is required new supplies difficult repairs to be done or whatnot the branch in need goes at once to its central head it would not think of referring its difficulties or its successes to the main central of a telegraph system through they belong to the same organization, excuse me, though they belong to the same organization. These different branch centrals know that the only remedy for any difficulty must come from the central out of which they were projected. If we as individual branches of the universal mind would refer our difficulties in the same confident manner to the source from which we were projected and use the remedies that it has provided, we would realize that Jesus meant, excuse me, we would realize what Jesus meant when he said, Ask and you shall receive. Our every equipment, would be met. Surely, the father must supply the child. The trunk of the tree cannot fail to provide for its branches, or everything animate or inanimate animate is called into existence. Outstandingness by a power which itself does not stand out, the power that creates the mental picture. The originating spirit substance of your pictured desire does not stand out. It projects the substance of itself that is a solidified counterpart of itself. While it remains invisible to the physical eye, only those will ever appreciate the value of visualizing who are able to realize Paul's meaning when he said the worlds were formed by the word of God. Things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Amen. There is nothing unusual or mysterious in the idea of your pictured desire coming into material evidence. It is the working of a universal law, natural law. The world was projected by the self-contemplation of the universal mind, and this same action is taking place In its individualized branch, which is the mind of man, everything in the whole world has its beginning in mind and comes into existence in exactly the same manner. From that hat on your head to the boots on your feet, all are projected thoughts solidified. Your personal, excuse me, your personal advance and evolution depends upon your right use of the power of visualizing. And your use of it depends on whether you recognize that you yourself are a particular center through and in potentialities already exists within itself. This is evolution, this continual unfolding of existing through outwardly invisible things. Your mental picture is the force of attraction that evolves and combines the originating substance into specific Shape, Your picture is the combining and evolving powerhouse, so to speak, through which the originating creative spirit expressed itself. Its creative action is limitless, without beginning, without end, and always progressive and orderly. It proceeds stage by stage, each stage being a necessary preparation for the one to follow. Now, let us see if we can get an idea of the different stages by which the things in the world have come to be. Troward says if we can get at the working principle which is producing these results, we can very quickly and easily give in personal application. First, we find that the thought of originating life or spirit about itself is its simple awareness of its own being, and this produced A primary ether, a universal substance out of which everything in the world must grow. Troward also tells us that through this awareness of being is a necessary foundation for any further possibilities. It is not much to talk about. It is the same with individualized spirit, which is yourself before you would entertain the idea of making a mental picture of your desire as being at all practical you must have some idea of your being of your i am and just as soon as you are conscious of your i amness you begin to wish to enjoy the freedom which this consciousness suggests you want to do more and be more and as you fulfill this desire within yourself localized spirit begins conscious activities in you and that's the holy spirit the thing you are most concerned with is the specific action of the creative spirit of life universal mind specialized the localized god germ in you Is your personality, your individuality, and since the joy of absolute freedom is the inherent nature of this God germ, it is natural that it should endeavor to enjoy itself through its specific center. And as you grow in the comprehension that you, excuse me, that your being, your individuality is God particleizing himself as naturally developed divine tendencies. You want to enjoy life and liberty. You want freedom in your affairs as well as in your consciousness. And it is natural that you should. Always with the progressive wish, there is a faint thought picture. As your wish and your recognition grow into an a, a intense desire, that desire becomes a clear mental picture. For example, a young lady studying music wish wishes... She had a piano in order to practice at home. She wants the piano so much that she can mentally see it in one of the rooms. She holds the picture of the piano and indulges in the mental reflection of the pleasure and advantages it will be to have the piano in the corner of the living room. One day, she finds it there just as she had pictured it long ago. As you grow... In understanding as to who you are, where you came from, and what the purpose of your being is, how you are to fulfill the purpose for which you are intended. And you know how the famous saying goes uh, by Mark Twain. The two most important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you find your purpose. Of why you were born. Thank you guys for listening, and you will realize that there can be but one creative process filling all space, which is the same in its potentiality, whether universal or individual. Furthermore, all that there is, whether on the plane of the visible or invisible, had its origin. In the localized action of thought or a mental picture and this includes yourself because you are universal spirit localized and the same creative action is taking place through you now you are no doubt asking yourself why there is so much sickness and misery in the world And the same power and intelligence which brought the world into existence is in operation in the mind of man why does it not manifest itself as strength, joy, health, and plenty? If one can have one's desires fulfilled by simply making a mental picture of that desire, holding on to it with the will, and doing without so without anxiety on the outward plane, whatever seems necessary to bring the desire into fulfillment, then there seems no reason for the existence of sickness and poverty surely no one desires either the first reason is that few persons will take the trouble to inquire into the working principle of the laws of life if they did they would soon convince themselves that there is no necessary excuse me there is no necessity for the sickness and poverty that we see about us they would realize that visualizing is a principle and not a fallacy. There are a few who have found it worthwhile to study this simple through, excuse me, though absolutely unfailing law that will deliver them from bondage. However, the race as a whole is not willing to give the time required for this study. It is either too simple or too difficult. They may make a picture of their desire with some little understanding of visualizing for a day or two, but more frequently it is for an hour or so. But if you will insist upon mentally seeing yourself surrounded by things and conditions as you wish them to be, you will understand that a creative energy sends its plastic plastic substance into the direction indicated by the tendency of your thoughts. Heroin lies the advantages of holding your thought in the form of a mental picture. The more enthusiasm and faith you are able to put into your picture the more quickly it will come into visible form and your enthusiasm is increased by keeping your desire secret the moment you speak it to any living soul the moment your power is at that moment your power is weakened your power your magnet of attraction is not so strong and co- consequently cannot reach so far the more perfectly a secret between your mind and outer self is guarded the more vitality you give your power of attraction one tells One's troubles to weaken them, to get them off one's mind. And when a thought is given out, its power is dissipated. Talk it over with yourself and even write it down and at once destroy the paper. They say that's another way to get over somebody if they die or if somebody's hurt you really bad is to, you know, put their name on a piece of paper and then burn it and then step on it. (laughs) I don't know if it works. I've never tried it. However, this does not mean that you should strenuously endeavor to compel the power to work out your picture on the special lines that you think it should. The method would soon exhaust you and hinder the fulfillment of your purpose. A wealthy relative need not necessarily die or someone lose a fortune on the street to materialize the 10,000 that you are mentally picturing. Thank you guys for listening to the only you podcast one of the doormen in the building in which I live heard much of the mental picture of desires from visitors passing out of my rooms. The advantage desire was for five hundred dollars. He considered that five dollars oh that five dollars was more in his line and began to visualize it without the slightest idea of where or how he was to get it my parrot flew out of the window and i telephoned to the men in the courtyard to get it for me one caught my excuse me one caught it and it bit them on the finger the doorman who had gloves on and did not fear a similar hurt took hold of it and brought it up to me. I gave him five $1 bills for the service. This suddenly, this, excuse me, sorry for all the interruptions today, you guys. This sudden reward surprised him as well. He enthusiastically told me that he had been visualizing for just $5, merely from hearing that others visualized. He was delighted at the unexpected realization of his mental picture. Wow. Well, in the book it actually says $500, but it says $5. Oh yeah, because he's seen, he said he was visualizing more like $500, or $5. Okay, okay, I get it. Sorry about that. Thank you guys for listening to the Only You podcast. This is Your Invisible Power. And I'm also reading this for a fan of mine. She said that, She was trying to find books about laws of attraction, so hopefully hopefully you enjoy this one. All you have to do is to make such a mental picture of your heart's desire. Hold it cheerfully in place with your will always conscious that the same infinite power which brought the universe into existence brought you into form for the purpose of enjoying itself in and through you. And since It is all life, love, light, power, peace, beauty, and joy and is the only creative power there is. The form it takes in and through you depends upon the direction given and by your thought indicator. In you, it is undifferentiated, waiting to take any direction given. It as it passes through the instrument that it has made for the purpose of self distribution. It is this power which enables you to transfer your thoughts from one form to another. The power to change your mind is the individualized universal power taking the initiative, given direction. To the fluent substance containing in every thought, it is the simplest thing in the world to give this high sensitive plastic substance any form you will through visualizing. I wonder if um, Genevieve is calling this plastic substance, maybe the plastic substance is neuroplasticity like in your brain. Because every time you know you learn something new, you encounter something, it changes the neuroplasticity in your mind. Every time you feel something, the neuroplasticity changes in your mind. So if you practice all these things, it would change the neuroplasticity of your mind to be a receptor and a frequency um, taker of whatever it is that you're wanting. And it would match that frequency. Once you really believe that your mind is a center through which... The plastic substance of all there is in your world takes involuntary form. The only reason why your picture does not always materialize is because you have introduced something antagonistic to the fundamental principle. Very often, this destructive element is caused by the frequency with which you uh, change your picture or pictures. After many such changes, you desire... That your original desire is what you want after all. Upon this conclusion, you begin to wonder why, being your first picture, it hasn't materialized. The plastic substance with which you are mentally dealing is more sensitive than uh, the most sensitive photographer's film. If it, I want to tell you guys this. I took graphic arts in high school... We all, like, ten students walked into this room with this teacher. I would never been in a dark room before. (laughs) I flipped on the the light, and the teacher had opened up the film drawer, and he screamed out, Jesus Christ! (laughs) And then somebody shut the light off. It was crazy. I had no idea. If in taking a picture you suddenly remembered you had already taken a picture on that same plate, you would not expect a perfect result of either picture one excuse me on the other hand you may have taken two pictures on the same plate unconsciously when the plate has been developed and the photographer nor are you puzzled to understand why your picture has turned out so unsatisfactorily you do not feel that it is impossible for you to obtain a good, clear picture of the subject in question. You know that you can do so by simply starting at the beginning, putting in a new play, and determining to be more careful while taking your picture next time. I'm going to stop right there. Thank you guys for listening to the Only You podcast. I think you will really enjoy this book. You can learn so much more. I'll read one more sentence, alright, one more paragraph. If (laughs) This is too good for you. I don't want you guys to hear all this. The laws of visualizing are as infallible as the laws governing photography. In fact, photography is the outcome of visualizing. Again, your results in visualizing and your desires may be imperfect or delayed through the misuse of this power owing to the thought that the fulfillment of your desire is contingent upon certain persons or conditions. The originating principle is not in any way dependent upon any person, place, or thing. It has no past and knows no future. Is that not mind-blowing? The law is that the originating creative principle of life as the universal here and everlasting now it creates its own vehicles through which to operate therefore past experience has no bearing upon your present picture so do not try to obtain your desire through a channel that may not be natural for it even though it may seem reasonable to you your feeling should be that the thing or the consciousness which you so much desire as normal or natural a part of yourself a form form for your evolution if you can do this there is no power to prevent your enjoying the fulfillment of the picture you have in hand or any other Thank you guys for listening to the Only You Podcast. If you can't tell, I have a little bit of a cold today. I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening to me. Um, You know, if we took more time to slow down, generalize, put things into its categories, so, you know, categorization, you know, and if we took the time to honestly compartmentalize every aspect of your mind and you know another thing that you got to get rid of is that complaining or that person that's thinking i'm never going to be able to do this i can't do that i have always told my kids there's nothing you can't do you can do anything you put your mind to and i had actually heard um a pastor say not long ago that you know, that's not true. Unfortunately, there's um, there's limits put on people. And I couldn't believe he said that. I I, I did not agree with him one, at all, 100%. I mean, if I wanted to be a basketball player, you know, I would visualize myself in my uniform. I would visualize myself shooting the ball from, you know, or doing the moves I love and see on TV that professional basketball players do, you know? I would be that person at an early age, you know. I would be doing this early on or trying to. And I mean, if you're forty years old and you're visualizing yourself as a basketball player, you know, maybe you could go play for, you know, the Shanghai Sharks, something like that, but, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're gonna be making the NBA. I don't know if anybody has. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie Invictus, that dude was old. He made the he made the Eagles and that ain't no easy feat. But you know, sometimes we limit ourselves because of our upbringing, because of our own negative self-attacks, um, because of our bad habits, you know, and people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to have a smoke. I'm going to have a smoke break. Man, do you know what that stuff's doing to your body? All those substances are cr- doing things to your mind, body, and soul that you have no idea about. It's literally, you know, drowning out your penal gland. It's... It's blocking receptors that need to be open for forming, you know, the things that Genevieve Bren was talking about in this book, Your Invisible Power, you know, and hundreds of persons have realized that visualizing um, is an Aladdin's lamp, pretty much, you know, and, and to him, with a a, a mighty will, he. He became something, you know. He, he he married the princess. Come on. Think about it. Um, thank you guys for listening to the Only You Podcast. I hope you're enjoying this stuff. I hope you go out and find Genevieve's book, you know, Your Invisible Power, because there's much, much more to learn here. You know, I was just sharing, you know, f- the first four chapters. There's still, you know, pfft, uh, 13 chapters left You know, there's actually 17 chapters in this book and the last one is things to remember so things to remember is if you read books you get educated there ain't nothing you can't do and if you see something that you want to do and so like if you watch a video everyday about the thing you want to do cause this is how I learn cause then I'm seeing somebody do it then I got an idea how to do it and then you know I joined Udemy which I'm giving them a free shout out because I've learned more from Udemy than any other application out there, you guys. And if you've never heard of Udemy, check it out. It's an app in the Google Play Store, and I've literally became—I got the full speed on this from this app. I mean, yeah, all of their um, courses go on sale for like 17 bucks every now and then. And Udemy, uh, Udemy is spelled U-D-E-M-Y, so it's. You to me, pretty much. Thank you, guys, and tune in again next time for a great, great read. It's your boy, Lo Jackson.